Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. You guys remember the story from last week, right? If you weren't here last week, let me catch you up real quick, or for those of you with really bad short-term memories. We met Joe and Maria, who were migrant workers in Central California, except Joe didn't work that much in the fields anymore because he was so good working in the shop on the machines. And Joe and Maria had a thing going and eventually Joe asked her and they got engaged. And before they could get married, Maria had a dream where an angel came and said, you're going to have a very special child. Of course, Joe didn't believe that for a minute and he was going to take off and leave. Of course, then that same angel came to Joe, told him everything was going to be okay. Joe went back and apologized to Maria and they begin to wonder, what does this all mean? What's happening? And as Maria's condition became more and more obvious, the people started talking, pointing, whispering. Look, she's pregnant. They get married yet. Wonder whose kid it is. And finally, Joe and Maria said, you know what? Enough's enough. And it's not going to get any better when the baby comes. So let's load up. The 72 Ford pickup truck that doesn't look like much, but runs pretty good. And let's go to Los Angeles where I'll get a job working in an industry fixing their machines. So they found an industrial park. There was a homeless encampment down the way under the freeway. Found a place to park for the night. And they were going to stay in the, the back of the pickup truck for a couple nights, try and save their money, not get a hotel. And so they, they lay down in the back of the truck that night to go to sleep. And Joe remembered thinking, it's been a long day, and it could be a really long night. And he drifted off to sleep. And Joe didn't know what a prophet he was. Because he hadn't been asleep too long when he got an elbow right in the side from Maria. And she says, the baby is coming. And he goes, okay, let's go to the hospital. He starts to crawl out of the truck. She goes, no, 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 no. The baby is coming now. We are not going to the hospital. And Joe goes, here? Yes, here. So in a panic, Joe runs to the trailer next door, knocks on the door, and says, please, can you help me? My wife is having a baby. And he didn't even really know why he said wife, but... It was just easier that way. And a gruff male voice answered, called out from the trailer, says, it's the middle of the night. Get lost. And he goes, no, please, please, my wife is having a baby. I, we need some warm water and some towels or something. Can you help? And this time, the woman's voice answered. And she goes, I'll be right there. Joe runs back to Maria to see what's going on, try and make her comfortable. And you know in times like this, how things seem like they take a really long time and they happen really fast at the same time? And so what seemed like took forever 
It was really pretty quick. The lady showed up with some hot water and a couple of old terry cloth towels. And she brought a couple of friends from some of the other RVs, some of the women she knew. And of course, the guys came with them because you don't let your wife walk around in a neighborhood like that in the middle of the night. And the ladies went to work, and the guys stood around the back of the old truck, awkwardly, like guys do. So, what about those Lakers? And again, in what seemed like it took forever, but really was not very long at all, one of the ladies called out, It's a boy! And you know how guys are, yes! It's a boy. Congratulations. Slapping him on the back, shaking his hand. You did it. It's a boy. And Joe had a thought. He goes, they don't even know it's not my kid. And that thought froze him solid. And it's true the child was not his biologically, but that child had been given to them by heaven. That angel came from God in heaven and said that was to be their child. And Joe vowed to raise that child like it was his child and to never have that thought again. And everybody looked at the baby, crowded around, and then started going back to their RVs and their tents, their places to sleep because, you know, the morning was coming. And Maria and Joe crawled into the back of the truck to go to bed for the second time that night. And Joe looked at Maria and thought, what an amazing woman. She was a trooper for that long trip today. She's now giving birth to a baby. She's laying there holding the baby with a smile on her face. I couldn't have asked for a better wife and mother and partner. Surely there is no better woman in the world. They lay down next to him, and the three of them drifted off to sleep for a minute. And then Joe got another elbow in the side, and Maria hissed, there's somebody outside the truck. And before Joe could even get up and look, somebody knocked on the back of the truck. And Joe opened the back to the pop top, and it seemed like the whole homeless encampment was there. And they were lit up, man. They were talking and jabbering and pointing. And, and Joe couldn't make heads or tail of what they were saying. So he finally got him to calm down a little bit. And he picked one and said, you, what's going on? And the guy says, man, you are not going to believe this. And I swear, I haven't been drinking or nothing, man. I'm, I'm sober. And you are not going to believe this. He goes, we were just down there, just trying to stay warm on a cold night. We had a little fire going in the trash can, just huddled around. Some of us were in our tents and just, just minding our own business, man. We weren't bothering nobody. And, and all of a sudden, there was angels, man. I swear, and I know you're not going to believe it, but there was angels. And they were singing, and they were talking to us, and they said, peace on earth, goodwill to men, and we don't even know what that means. And then they said, and there's a baby up the way in a 72 Ford pickup truck wrapped in terry cloth towels. He goes, this is a 72 Ford, isn't it? Joe goes, yeah. 
He goes, do you have a baby? Yeah. And they exploded. They were so happy to see the baby, the special baby the angels had told them about. Maria came out and sat on the edge of the, the tailgate, and they all went by and took a moment to spend with the baby. Some of them bowed low before the baby. Some of them prayed for the baby. Some of them laid their hands on the baby. And then they were gone. They took off. And some of them ran out. Oh, well, that was the angels singing. <laughs> and then some of them ran out into the neighborhood. You can see out there in the background, there's some houses. And they started knocking on doors. And some of them were knocking on the, the RV doors and telling people about the baby. Some of them went up to the busy street up the way where there was a stoplight. And when the cars would stop for the light, they would knock on the windows and try and tell the people about the baby. And Joe and Maria just stood there taking it all in, wondering what was going on. Joe looked down the way towards the homeless encampment under the freeway, and there were some young men painting the name Jesus down there. What, what a night. Maria and Joe didn't know what it meant to have this special baby. They were struggling with it. What, what does this mean, this special baby? And what's going to happen? And how will we know that he's special? But it was starting to sink in. One thing was for sure, they were never going to forget this night. But little did they know that the whole world would never forget that night. And I hope you come back next week see what happens next. Pastor? Check. There we go. <clears throat> we have a modern retelling of the story. Let's go back to the biblical story. And briefly, in, in Luke chapter 2, we find Caesar wanting to find out how many people are in my kingdom, my domain. And so he tells everybody to go back from where they were originally come from. So Mary and Joseph have to get up and go from Nazareth all the way back to Bethlehem, roughly about a 90-mile journey. Ladies, can you basically, do you think it would be wonderful when you're basically at full term to walk 90 miles back to Jerusalem? How would that make you feel? Not so great, right? There's no guarantee that you have an animal to ride. You probably have to walk, uncomfortable as it may be. And yet, God was faithful. And so Joseph, he, he gets Mary. They, they walk all the way to, to, sorry, to, uh, to um, Bethlehem, I'm sorry, not Jerusalem. And it was there 
that they didn't receive this wonderful welcome. In fact, they had no place to stay. And when Jesus was born, he was born where? Where did they place him? In a manger, a feeding trough for animals. Not the Ritz-Carlton, amen? You would think that the king of the world would have something better. But Jesus comes to earth to a place that nobody could ever charge him with, well, you had it better. And in this journey, Joe or Joseph didn't have much. But the lesson that we can take from this is that God will supply your necessary needs and Luke's version of the story of Jesus' birth because God really did provide a place for them like shelter, but also a place to bring Jesus into this world. And man, being Joseph and having your wife give birth, that can be a very scary enterprise. There's no professional medicine. We'll just use this for now. Okay, can you hear me now? All right, so imagine Mary and Joseph bearing the responsibility of caring for the king of the world. No pressure. And yet, what happens when this is all taking place? Angels, as Bill was describing, were singing and meet who? Shepherds. And of all the people to go to, shepherds, We've previously discussed this. Were, were shepherds openly embraced by everybody? No. They were considered outcasts. They were inconvenient. They were, in, uh, they were rude because they would take their sheep and eat off the grass of other people's property. But yet God chose to go to shepherds, and God revealed to the world that the king had arrived to shepherds of all people. And they sang praises and glory and sent them, hey, go there. And when they went there, they saw and also acknowledged who Jesus was to be there and also to support and comfort and protect this baby for a while. And eventually, what happens after that? They go out and share the good news. In a way, this message is not just for the Jews. It was for everybody those who had money, those who had nothing. It didn't matter the color of your skin. Salvation is for all. But imagine, though, Mary and Joseph, did they know exactly where they were headed to, what the whole responsibility of, of caring for the king of the world? Probably not. They probably had to take it day by day. And the challenge sometimes here is that the path is not always clear. They had to live by faith. If, if you continue, and we'll actually, we'll, we'll explore later, that their lives would take rapid turns. 
They would eventually have to escape, and we'll talk about that later next week. The path would be fraught with danger, but God provided, and God gave them direction. So they did not have uh, necessarily an easy life, but they were faithful. But to be faithful is also to take responsibility even in a difficult situation where life delivers you a difficult situation. Oh, sorry, hold on. We're going too fast. Okay, sorry. There, there's one more line. To be faithful and take responsibility is difficult at times. So in Matthew, Matthew's account, he kind of focuses on Joseph. Because remember, while they were basically engaged, they were not married yet. And as Bill kind of pointed out, Mary comes back home pregnant. And Joseph knows there's nothing that's happened at this point. And so what did he want to do? He wanted to basically silently put her away, which he was in at that time, he, he, it was his right to do that, right? He didn't want to expose her potentially because if Mary were to be found with child... And he was not the father. What could they have done? Could have stoned her. Now, Joseph was an honorable man, a man of integrity, truly loved her. And in that time, an angel appears and says, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because she's, what's conceived in her is from where? The Holy Spirit. She's going to have a son who will save his people from their sins. The virgin, as it says in Isaiah, will be conceived, uh, will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now, if you're looking at Joseph's point of view, though, I mean, he could have had the obligation. He, he could have said, eh, that's not my problem. But he loved Mary. And he takes on this baby, although, as Bill pointed out, it was not biologically his. It was still his son. I think there's a lot that we can learn from Joseph. Life is going to be interesting. You can't always control life. Sometimes things happen. And you have to take ownership. You have to take responsibility of how you're going to move forward. That Matt Woodley has uh, three sons, and, he, and they love to play soccer. And he wanted to share uh, why he loved soccer so much. So they would go to soccer matches, and he would explain, hey, this is what's offside. Here's a handball. What's the difference between a yellow card and, heaven forbid, a red card? <laughs> How many of you have been following the World Cup? Okay. And, but ever since his son Wesley started playing goalie, uh, they, he developed a, a fondness for what's called the penalty area. And the penalty area could be called uh, the penalty box or even just the box. It's an, it's an 18 by 18 yard area that it is, it's the goalie's box or my box for short. And that kind of maybe sounds a little arrogant, right? But within that, the goalie makes it his home. And he has this privilege and, and the extra capability of that in that 18 by 18 box, he can use his hands to grab the ball and throw it if he wants to protect the goal. He is the last stand to protect the goal. 
Now, good goalies will have they'll have a little attitude about their box. When they talk about their goalie box, they'll say, it's my box, it's my house, or like the Kambe Motombo, not in my house, right? It's, they'll take care of business. It's a recognition that it's their responsibility to cover this, their zone. And, you know, you don't have to like soccer to understand that. But God has also placed you in a place, your own box, to be an influence around you. Your friends, your family, your peers, your coworkers, your co your fellow students, your neighbors. A special calling that you can be able to share Jesus with others, to develop relationships and opportunities, to love, to serve one another, and ultimately to share the good news, much like the shepherds. They found their box, and they went coming, calling, and knocking on everybody's door, saying, the king of the world has come to save us. Amen? So may we have the same enthusiasm. May we share within our box the good news that Jesus has come into the world. And at times where it may be challenging, just like Joseph, where we may be put in a challenging position, may we accept that responsibility to take ownership. And by faith, just as Mary and Joseph displayed. May we be faithful and follow God's leading in everything that we do and know that God will provide the resources and the help to get you through that journey. So as you reflect back now, where in life, where life delivers you a difficult situation, how do we tend to respond to it? Do we embrace it with open arms? Or do we go, oh, not again, horror. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to handle this. When you do receive a difficult situation, be faithful, take resp Oh, okay, there it is. For every challenge you come across this week, because that's just life, amen? Every challenge you come across this week, <laughs> I want you to think of one blessing in your life that you have that God has given you, and thank God for it. What do you think your perspective is going to be when you think of every challenging time that you have? Think about something that's good. Is it going to affect your viewpoint? Amen? So may God bless you, lead and guide you, and know that God will provide. Next week, we're going to talk. Well, I'm not going to give it away. You'll have to come back next week. <laughs> and hear more about the story from today's, uh, today's uh, angle. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Help us to be faithful and true to you, to turn to you in everything. Thank you, Lord, for your son, for who you are, for dying for us, and coming into this world when you didn't even have to, that you would rather die than to live without us. Help us to be faithful, and Lord, where we don't know what to do, help us to have wisdom, and we know that you will provide the resources and the courage to be able to go forth. And until we meet again next week, keep us safe. In Jesus' name, amen.